Thank you for tuning in to the Character Arc Podcast, where each week we talk about a movie we just watched. We'll provide our own version of the synopsis, give a first impression, have an open discussion about things we liked, things we didn't like, uh, what we would change, and end with a favorite something and a final thought. I'm Ted Hong. And I'm Richard Bertelson. Today we watched Bloodshot. And initiate sequence. Gina, I'm home. Memories are made of this. What is this place? I'm sorry to be the one to tell you this, but you got yourself killed. At RST, we'd rebuild the most important assets in the US military. Soldiers like yourself. You're the first who we successfully managed to bring back. Ted, I'm going to give my synopsis in a form of a question to you. What if I told you you could watch X-Men, but broier and less entertaining? (laughs) It's funny that you say that because, well, you'll have to listen to my synopsis, (laughs) which is extremely long-winded. You guys ready for this? Okay, so OCP, I mean... Advanced Ideas Mechanics, Aldrich Killian, decides to revive a recently dead government agent to become their guinea pig poster boy to lay down his version of the law with Directive 4. But the guinea pig is a punisher. And some might even say a wolverine. And he comes back with vengeance. <laughs> because it's all three of those. It's Robocop, it's Wolverine, it's the Punisher. Hold on, what movie did we just watch? Because it really felt like an offshoot or a spinoff of Fast and the Furious. Because it kind of did. It almost except... seemed like Michael Bay also directed it. Oh, it was... the Michael Bay was, was strong with this one. The, the opening of this movie is such a fucking slow motion montage. All... With lens flare all up in everyone's business. <laughs> That's how we know he loves his wife. Because they very slowly hug each other in the sun. All the gunfight into the hostage situation. Like, there's nothing really wrong with that. I was actually okay with that. There's nothing really wrong with that. It's just very generic action movie, sort of. It's funny, yeah. That's kind of, that's one of my points, is that it's very generic and cliche. Most of this movie lacks a personal style or personality. Yeah. It wants desperately to have a personality. I have never watched a movie more desperate and thirsty for my attention to think it's cool than this movie. The, when slow motion kicks in and actors give their little smirks yeah. and like Ugh. the fucking one-liners and one-liners and there's the characters have no personality and therefore the story has no personality because it literally gives you the absolute bare minimum, which is Haven Diesel had a wife. You don't know anything about her. Nothing. You've never seen them together. It doesn't actually matter. Um, but. You saw a slow motion montage. Now we're gonna kill her, yeah. and now you have to. Be- now you we're have to supposed believe to feel something in the weight behind this action, which also the movie later tells you isn't even real anyway. Yeah. So who gives a shit? So it's funny because it it's it does this thing where I tell you where it's like it's it's aware of cliches, but just because you're aware of cliches doesn't mean you are exempt it's from it. from them. Yeah. It. I mean, and, and it the movie calls out its own weaknesses so often, like when when. Uh, when KT, no, not KT. It wasn't KT. Sorry, it was it was Vin Diesel character. It was when Ray cuts his hand and gives the the little nano robots that are in his blood to Wiggins, 
And Wiggins is like, oh, what, you want me to reverse engineer something that $10 billion and 10 years of scientists and whatever took? And he's like, yeah, that's what you do, isn't it? And he's like, you're right, I'll be done by dinner. It's like, no, no, <laughs> fuck off. Yeah. That's not how that works. That's movie movie logic. That's what it is. You Or bad movie Having logic, your character call out how impossible it is just makes it dumber. Doesn't make it more realistic. If he just gave it to fucking Wiggins and he was like, okay, I'll figure it out. I wouldn't now be thinking, you're right, that's impossible. But let's go with it because that's – see, that's the thing. It's like whenever there's conflict or potentially good conflict, they just like, no, 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 no. We, we need it to go our way. The movie doesn't really follow any rules of any kind. No, it doesn't. The movie just kind of makes up whatever's going on. Why? How does that – how does KT's respirator work? <laughs> He's like, oh, she breathes through this fucking hole in her chest, which I laughed at first because it seems to because wink at Vin Diesel. The- <laughs> <laughs> it reacted like, ah, ah, let me and open up. We were making fun of this beforehand, but we're gonna, I'm going to just bring it up again in the podcast so we don't miss it, which is yes. that she says her name is Katie, and Vin Diesel goes, Katie? And he goes, no, KT. <laughs> it's like, it's the same fucking thing. Anyway... <laughs> Just and Almost the, like she'll backhand you if you say, no, 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 you have to enunciate. And then for the rest of the movie, every actor seems strained to try to say it right. <laughs> Giving it a was, little... Because uh, they're, they're talking all natural. Oh, it was um, KT. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's almost like they'll pause after saying her name and look over at her, and she's like, yes, that's right. But anyway, he's he says that she breathes through the respirator thing, and so she's unaffected by... Things gas. By like gas and stuff. It's like, no, she's still breathing though. Yeah. The ga- just because How the gas the... goes in through her chest instead of her nose doesn't mean she doesn't suffocate. <laughs> she also can seem to breathe underwater. How? How? It's still just a fucking hole in her right. chest. <laughs> just because you. And also when he stops, when, he, when the villain uses his little hand machine to stop her respirator his from auto mail. And then she stops breathing. <clears throat> And then when she starts breathing again, she goes, <gasps> as if she were breathing through her mouth. Yes. <laughs> they should have just like zoomed in on her chest with her, the vents just, opening up. Just make you wink at him again. <laughs> and, then, and then fucking Legs McGee. Yes, that's what I call <laughs> for one. For one, his superpower is that he has... Bionic legs. C- legs kind of like... We give to soldiers now when yeah. their legs come up. But then later in the movie, his entire spinal cord is replaced. When did that happen? We never talked about that part until he needed an until, exoskeleton, right. which he uses as an exoskeleton to walk pensively down a hallway and scrape a hole in the wall. Why? For So it looks cool, I guess. Again, cliche. Movie cliches. Ugh. I mean... Not, <laughs> go ahead. I'm not done with this fucking movie. Logic. At the end, when Vin Diesel's being blown to bits a million times, and it says he only has 2% of his nanobots left. Really? Because it looks like he has all of them rebuilding him right now. What does that mean that he only has 2% of his nanobots left? It means nothing, apparently, because he explodes. He's got 2% left. Fully reforms. He now only has 1% left. Disperses himself to catch the fucking grenade, rip it to pieces, and hold it in his hand. Oh, but he only has one percent of his nanobots left. What the fuck does that mean? No, no, no. He runs out of it after all of that. After he catches the second or third one, whatever, and he walks over to Killian. I mean, what is it? If he ran out of they're they're literally his skin at that point. If he ran out of them, he wouldn't be there. He would not be there. But he sets off the explosion. How the fuck did they rebuild him after that? Exactly. 
like, oh, no car battery this time. <laughs> Remember, we found his face smushed up against him. We're going to cut that line off because none of this makes any fucking sense. Oh, Winston. <laughs> yes. I was trying to place him for the first scene and it clicked with me. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Um, yeah. Um, no, for most of this movie, uh, I checked out when we met the X-Men. Like, somewhere around there. Uh, <laughs> right. But for what I was thinking through most of this movie was that Vin Diesel has the cold, dead eyes of a feral raccoon. Oh, my God. Yes, that's actually <laughs> one of my points in my notes here. He He's cannot lifeless. act. He is so lifeless. When she, when his wife was murdered, he just looked like, oh, okay, she's dead. That's, that's He's just like, well I, guess well, I guess we'll move on to the next scene. Like, he almost didn't care. I was like, and then he reacted. I was like, you're a little late on that. You should have done that initially. Why did you, like, I, like, he was trying to take a moment to take it all in. Just, but what it looked like was that, like, what just happened? You just, <laughs> you just picture his head coming out of a garbage can and <laughs> eating an old corn cup. <laughs> He, his voice is great for shouting. Anything, whenever he shouts, it's great. But whenever he has to talk at a normal human level, he's anything he says is indiscernible. I just can't understand. Like, what did he... Okay, I just reacted on what other people are reacting to his lines. I was like, oh, that's what he said. But, <laughs> Do you think Vin Diesel's just a collection of nanobots? <laughs> Mimicking human life. Is this how people act? Okay, yeah. And, okay, so the central conceit of the movie is, actually, you know what? We never actually know when he really died or if he really died. Because we're told he died, then they brought him back to life. Yeah, so the but actual that part. whole part of his wife being is revealed to be fake because him and his wife just split up at some point. So at what point did he... So did he die? Did he just give himself over? Mm -hmm. Also, this movie's plot is so fucking convoluted. It introduces this person who consists of... I assume trillions of little nano robots, which are programmable, controllable. It's proven they can shut him down. They can feed memories into his brain. They can make him believe or think or kind of do whatever they want. But instead of just flipping a switch and saying, kill this person, they concoct the this matrix to make him think he has <laughs> to avenge his convoluted life. way. <laughs> it's like, you can you control you you've literally turned him off before. Just make his brain kill that thing <laughs> you don't have to fucking create the simulation and force us to watch you make it for probably 20 minutes of the movie because we see it over and over and over again it already seems like you can make <laughs> robots unless i just don't understand because it's going straight for the kill there's no espionage there's no like so literally someone... <laughs> turn on your terminator yeah and point it in the direction it doesn't need fake memories. They also say that in the movie. It doesn't need the fucking fake memories. We just cleared the path for you. There's a part in the movie where... Guy Pierce. There's a part where he's in the simulation and they're having this discussion and he just makes Vin Diesel go away. <laughs> I was like, well, if they had done that in the movie, the movie could still carry on. Because honestly, the movie... <laughs> if, if, if Guy Pierce were like, oh, this experiment is really complicated i'm gonna turn it off and i'm gonna use the blind guy who can see everything to kill people yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. why did we he... see here's oh the i have a guy with an exoskeleton that's like fucking dr octopus i could kill people that way what yeah why are they why is he only <laughs> specifically it's not even using him to like make it look like it was a personal thing like something to cover up 
an execution like oh no it was a robbery it was a breaking and entering right and this person was killed again to make the optics right but nothing about it it was just like full-on no finesse at all no, so goes, why not use the two guys who don't even need finesse and could just go in they're and already working the, for you they are yeah. they they agree with your plans you don't have to make up fake dreams for them <laughs> you don't have to spend billions of dollars programming the world's most advanced virtual reality system you have three superheroes who just fucking do what you tell them to do <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's based on the flimsy premise that he wants to make this profitable he is the prototype right so that he can sell this idea which is disableable yeah by an EMP blast, yep. by something that everyone and, should have seen coming, and yeah. it's super simple to just do. To yeah. do, yeah. Okay. So, wait, I thought after an EMP blast, your electronics just don't... At that point, they're just done, are they not? I do not 100% know. My understanding is that it fries like a hard drive. Yeah, because yeah. it, yeah, it exactly. cuts out the power to things, but then the power can come back on. But I do think that things are wiped, but I don't actually know that for sure. Right. Yeah. He just has a bunch of dead robots inside of him. Although it's yeah. totally unclear. The robots are building his tissue, I assume. Or is he just made out of robots? They're his Whenever blood. he cuts his hand, only robots come out. Blood doesn't come out. Right. And if it's his blood... Also, how come after every mission they suck all the robots out of him and put them back in? I don't know. What, what, what is that process? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, little fun fact. I don't know if you knew. This is actually based off of a comic. I did, and this movie had the negative impact of making sure that I never look at that comic. It's terrible. <laughs> like, Here's the thing. It's like if you're going to take something and adapt it into a movie... If you're going to take the creative license to change certain things, why not change it for the better? Mm-hmm. I just, I don't understand. Like, and you're clearly aware enough to make these jokes about cliches and then still execute these cliches. Why? I just... Right. Like, it's almost like, let's say, I mean, I, we, I don't think I'll ever know how faithful this is to the, to the source material or not. I hope it's not. I hope the, I hope the comic book's better than this. But let's say that it is. Kind of like you're saying, yeah, you're making all these jokes about these cliches, which means you knew you you were aware of them, so you could have corrected them. Mm-hmm. You could have told the same spirited story, same the spirit of the same story, but updating it and streamlining it and fixing it for the screen. Right. And you clearly didn't, or you took the source material and you ruined it by adding in all these cliches. I'm not sure which. I almost want to argue that it doesn't ruin the source material because, like, it's an origin story. This is what it is, right? But. As an origin story, I don't care about the main character. No, he has no personality. He has no personality. He has, he has nothing. His, his, only, his, defi- his one and only defining characteristic is revenge. Revenge for something that the movie tells you never happened. So he has no, he has nothing. Right. He has nothing. And so his actual background, what happened then? We don't know. That's never actually mm-hmm. explored in the movie. And we're supposed to be along for the ride? It would have super helped to know why... KT was in the situation she was in too because yeah. she's the other character we're supposed to kind of like but we don't know anything about her we, don't, it's we just, know nothing it's very plot heavy like it's just like it's the checklist to like okay it is, we, it's, it's a rather convoluted plot right and so they push through it while keeping the movie like relatively short length it's, it's like an hour and 40 minutes or something but this is one of the rare times when I would say 
if you have such a convoluted plot, you might need it to take longer. Yeah. Like, but the movie was already longer than I felt that it should have been. Because there's no character to it. But yeah. But a movie with this kind of complicated, this, this sort of convoluted of a plot, it needs to be two hours and 20 minutes the way that Inception is. Because you need to have time to get the complexity of this plot out and give us characters we care about. And you just can't do both in 90 minutes. I'm not saying just be... I mean, caring about the characters would have made the movie better. I'm not saying it fixes the bullshit nonsense of the science that right. the movies is. I mean, you probably should have just tried to explain... Well, I don't know. They didn't... I was going to say you should probably try to explain less, but they didn't explain that much. It's kind of like you said earlier. It's just whatever it needed to be. Right. His his blood his blood robots were whatever they needed to be. They 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 fixed him however they needed to fix him or prevented him. Like at the end, he uses the blood robots like Venom to grab the grenade. Like yeah. he can now just turn them out to grab things, which is the first time that's ever possible. Right. If you were to try to change this to make it workable, I mean, it needs a complete restructure. What I would have done is recast Vin Diesel. With literally anybody with a pulse, Thomas Jane. Um, just throw the rock in there. There, the rock. Oh, you're starting some stuff. Now. The rock is. You like, know, there's a huge I know, thing. I know, I know, I <laughs> know. But guess what, Vin Diesel? The rock is likable. You. <laughs> I will have to agree. <laughs> just imagine a world. He has like just being able to vocalize and have this range in talking and emoting. Like a human. <laughs> I would have, but I would have far less. I would essentially start the movie earlier. Give mm-hmm. me the full mission as him as whatever, whatever he was, a, a Marine or a Navy SEAL or whatever, whatever branch he, of the military he was in. I mean, he was obviously in the Michael Bay version of the military where you take off your shirt and you've got the white wife beater on. And your and wife's you, already your waiting Your wife's for you, just yeah. waiting for you and you say, hey boys, that's why we fight. Yeah. And anyway. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> like literally, Vin Diesel could just open his mouth and just have said the word out loud cliche cliche <laughs> cliche and the movie wouldn't have been that different uh, but <laughs> but we learn about him as a soldier and his company so follow give me 20 minutes of his mission his real mission give me 10 minutes of him at home with his wife then gets broken into his wife is killed then he wakes up at the scientist thing and he goes on the revenge mission. Reveal what this movie's about, the fact that it's a simulation they run and run again, at the end. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, take me, the, don't take me through that journey. That's the darkest. Give me, yep. give me the shocking realization as a twist ending. Oh, no, he's gone through this 20 times before, and he's just killing everybody. And I don't. you'd have to have some kind of satisfying ending to that, so you'd have to do something. Maybe... All that happens then at the end of the movie is Katie breaks him out, and then the movie ends. And if you want to do the thing where you run through the simulation a thousand times, then you make a sequel. It was too much material for this movie, and too little of it was interesting. See, here's um, the thing: the the action sequence, like that action sequence with the truck and the flower under the, in the tunnel, goes on way too fucking too, yeah, long. It, does. it is half of it's in slow motion. It's not that interesting. The things he's doing aren't that cool. The camera tries to this is what i was saying like the movie begs you to think it's cool because the camera's doing fancy shit but the action's not that interesting the action is just him punching people and shooting people and it's not it's not john wick cool it's not matrix cool the camera's begging you to think it is but it's just not it's It's funny that you say that because in the beginning sequence where he's the lone soldier breaking in there are a lot of flashy cuts and 
I mean, once you know about it, it's like whenever you see it, it's annoying to no end because it doesn't actually, it just robs you of any sort of impact of the actual, actual action sequence. But I feel like, okay, so. Fuck it. Hold on. Sorry. This okay, just go for me. it. Go, go, go. Give me the first half an hour of this movie and this mission is him as a soldier and the other people in his company are Katie and Legs McGee in The Blind Man. And so when he wakes up, all of his fellow soldiers, who we got to know that them all as friends, have agreed to this system. And he's the only one who didn't have a choice because he was the only one who died. Right. They were injured. And so therefore, he intrinsically trusts this system. And so when it's revealed that he's being used, it hurts that much more because they were his friends. Right. Invest in your characters, people. That's, that, that's, how that's I, the thing. Yeah, this movie is all plot and no character development. I mean... You don't really expect much sometimes because it's like it's an action movie, it's a comic book movie. But at the same time, that doesn't mean you just write it off as to never having these elements. Um, because like, okay, so let's let's try to hone in on the the moral of the story, which is your past does not have to define your future, right? Is that, that is has, that the moral of the story? I, well, I only assume <laughs> that is because what Diesel says the moral that, of the story. Is, well, I, guess. I mean, they utter it so many times, and he repeats the same thing over and over. It's too bad we it don't know anything about like, any of their past. And no, exactly. <laughs> like uh, this your, is my point. Your fake virtual reality past doesn't have to define your future. <laughs> so, if you're going to use that, your execution of it should all just facilitate that but it doesn't really do that in fact we don't know anything we don't even know the actual event for him being in this system and same thing for katie right any of them sorry katie um <laughs> and legs mcgee and vision like we don't have anything for these guys um but as you said that would be pretty good um because they're all invested and that's something that they we could had... get to know their personalities and they would all be invested in each other which means even when things seem to be going wrong they would still want to stick by each other even if and maybe maybe you still have legs mcgee was obviously the most evil of them right so you could still do that in the story except mm -hmm. this time we care that he turned evil because we got to know him and we like him right and like here's a, like here's another thing as each mission repeats or new event um Maybe even have him sort of recognize the subtleties. See, again, this movie just lacks subtlety on all fronts. Oh, yeah. Right? And that's the thing. It's like it's all hand-fed, like shoved into your face kind of exposition. This movie also lacks a very strong antagonist. His reason for having this is either on a flimsy premise that I just want to sell this tech. So, uh, and people are running away with it, and I don't want them to. Okay, great. But then there's nothing that directly clashes with him. So, again, it's just like... I mean, he also just has no personality. He has I mean, no personality. Like the the, the, no, the villain yeah. is literally just, I don't know, I just want to sell this tech. Right. And it's there's nothing... He doesn't have any core belief. He no, doesn't... Yeah. Which usually is what drives a villain. Usually that they have some belief that they're actually doing some good or helping in some way. They're just wrong about it. Their methodology is just wrong. Mm -hmm. Or they're, they're themselves trying to get revenge for a wrong that was done to them. He literally is just like, I just want to sell this thing, which he could do without killing the other people. I mean, yeah, like maybe the value of it would go down a little bit, but also no, because the tech world has things like patents and shit. So probably his company has those and say, you what? Know. Logic. <laughs> Reality. Just... But Guy Pierce does get to type on his arm and... <laughs> So some of the scream even, at scream at the poor engineer guy. There's nothing on the screen. I have nothing on the screen. Get it on the screen. What? Also, if you think back to the beginning part when 
the tech guy is explaining to him how Vin Diesel is making, how Vin Diesel is tracking down his target. There's no reason for that to happen because we know that that whole thing is acted out and scripted. So why is why he, did we have to see it? Why yet? is he explaining the why is the tech guy explaining the whole process Vin Diesel's whole process to yeah. Guy Pierce? There's no reason. This nope. is the tenth time they've done this. Even as a red herring for the audience, there's a better way to do it without actually putting in a false scene for us to have that right. makes sense, right? Like I don't know. I, I can't name any movies off the top of my head, but I know there are movies where it's like if you see it from a different angle, the initial angle that you see and then later revealed to see the other side. It makes sense both it times. It makes sense both times, right? This one, and it actually yeah. happened. Whereas this... It only makes sense in the concept that this is the first time he's ever gotten out. It's like the Truman Show where he realizes that <laughs> with the night, the night with Laura Linney, um, that scene in the kitchen, he's like, who are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> who are you talking to? <laughs> This is how early I was done with the fucking movie, which is when he's captured and the fucking guy, in, he's tied up in the meat locker and you, pretty, you, you assume it's going to be a torture scene or whatever. It's a scene where his wife dies. Mm-hmm. And the music turns on and the guy lip syncs and dances his way into the torture scene. Yeah. And at the end of that, he's like, it never gets old. I disagree. It got old the first time. Like, it, that scene is agonizing it's like who who is this for what is this little dance routine for like what what am i supposed to find this funny am Am i I supposed supposed to to be creepy is it what what is it it's supposed to make him look like a bad guy like he is definitively because he he took such joy out of dancing down the hall i don't know so totally but i'll tell you i'll tell you what what could have been good is that in that sequence maybe little i don't know uh, this is just off the top of my head. Little glitches of other people's faces jumping in, in his memory. Yeah, you could have made a real trippy. That would have been good mind for, teaser of a yeah. movie with the premise that you have. Because like that's the subject matter right now. It's that his memories keep being wiped, and but at the same time, there's got to be some element of him. I don't know. It's just like there. there I could mean, if be you wanted to get real, it would, it would be hard. But if you wanted to get real crazy with it, you could have done the movie out of order. You didn't have to put it in chronological order, right? Oh, um, I think actually that was actually something I was thinking about during the movie. Is that? But then I thought it would be too much like RoboCop because at the time it was concurrent with like, oh, we have this tech, but we don't have anything at the moment. And then all, and then it cuts over to uh, Murphy and his situation to eventually where the two converge. Mm-hmm. But then the same plot points in the sequence would be the same for Bloodshot if they did it that way. And they couldn't because then again, it's a ripoff. It's almost a blatant ripoff at that point. I mean, so, and then honestly, when it got to the point where the, where legs McGee is essentially explaining to us that, Hey, this is a simulation that's run over and over and over again. I didn't feel like, Oh shit. Or, Oh, this is where it gets started. Or this is interesting. Or this is crazy. Mm-hmm. I like the first thought in my brain was, it's going to make us relive moments because it thinks we're dumb and right. it, when we don't understand what he's saying. And that's exactly what the movie does. Yep. Is Okay, now we're going to watch that, op- not the whole opening sequence, but little clips of it over and over and over and over and over again. Because the movie's also kind of afraid you won't understand it. Which it is convoluted, but it's not hard. To, it's convoluted because they make it so. Yeah, yeah. Not because mm-hmm. it's hard to follow, because... The person who told the story doesn't know how to tell a story. Right. What I, I'm trying to remember, you can probably cut this out, but there's a movie that does this where they do the repeat, but every time they come, it's a recent movie too, I think. I mean, you're describing both Groundhog Day and 
uh, the Groundhog Day they, it, and the Edge of Tomorrow, where those both. Oh, I movies, guess Edge of Tomorrow. Both like of those movies are predicated on the concept that something repeats, but neither of them are boring because they find a way to show you the most interesting part of the repetition. It's either something that's different and it completely goes that way, like a completely de- complete deviation. It's also showing us that he's learning and that he's yeah. growing and that he's getting better. Vin Diesel now, doesn't ever do that. If they had introduced that, at least, have again, even in his character, he lacks personality because he just keeps having his memory wiped and nothing for us to care about him at that point. If, as I had suggested, maybe like little glitches where there's a little bit of him in there, and each event kind of like rolls out, and he like he starts to suspect something. Then if he if you claimed... as like an audience member, you would be like, "Yes, come on, figure it out," that kind of thing. But no, I couldn't really follow. That's what I'm saying with Vin Diesel's character, the main character, the titular character of this movie. I just don't care. <laughs> yeah, he's not interesting. He's nothing to care about you're at this point with like comic book movies being pretty prevalent and yet like it reminds me of like in the the beginning with marvel starting to do like i don't know think about like daredevil right mm. it's like it reminds me of that where it's like it's still trying to figure it out but but we figured it out we figured a it long out. time ago so what is what is the deal uh something like 20 films have been made Based on comic books, with character and personality and humor and drive, there's no excuse. I mean, I know DC's fucked it up a couple times, but even the bad DC movies are better than this. Vin Diesel's in bad movies. Not every movie he's in is bad, but he's in a lot of bad movies. And I think when he's when he's in a good movie, I think it's in spite of him. I think. (laughs) Watch the first (laughs) fast. The only good movies he's in are fucking Fast and Furious movies, and watch the first one. It's not as good as, like, four on when the cast is much larger and he's not the main character. Because you can look at something like Will Smith is in a lot of bad movies, but Will Smith's a good actor. He's just not good at picking movies. But you can tell, though, because sometimes he's the best part of a bad movie. Yeah. He's the best part of Aladdin. Like, he stands out. Vin Diesel's the opposite. Vin Diesel fits in a bad movie, and when a movie is good, when he's in it, you're kind of like, wow, they really overcame that Vin Diesel, didn't they? <laughs> Alrighty then. Thank you so much for listening yeah. to the Character Arc Podcast. That wraps it up. <laughs> you can hope follow- you all enjoyed it. <laughs> follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Character Arc. You also, can subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, really our, all of the podcast places. Yeah. Our website, characterarc.net. Please come and find us. Rate us wherever you can rate us. Hope you enjoyed it. My name is Richard Bertelson. I am Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>